Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and before we begin, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I hope you're having a lovely time. If you are listening to this over the weekend, I hope you have stuffed yourself filled with turkey, and now you are regretting it more than you've regretted anything in your life, and you'll give it a few hours and you'll do it again. We all know how Christmas works. That's what you do. You have chocolate. You have, um, that's all I got, chocolate. You just see a bunch of chocolate and a bunch of cake. And of course, you have your roast dinner. As a quick aside too, don't worry about what you eat on Christmas Day. Always remember it's what you eat between Christmas Day, e.g. Christmas Day 2021 and Christmas Day 2022, which is going to affect your overall weight and your fitness and your health, etc., etc. That's not me saying that you should try and consume 80,000 calories in a single day. But even if somehow you did and didn't go to hospital, which you probably would have to do, you will be all right. Okay, so enjoy yourself, indulge, and we can move on from there. Also, hello, my name is Simon Miller. Welcome to my pro wrestling podcast, a show with me, Simon Miller, that is about wrestling. And if you do listen to this on Christmas Eve, given that Rampage airs around about five hours or so, Please note that we are going to get into spoiler territory because I want to talk about Cody Rhodes. I want to talk about Sammy Guevara and I want to talk about the TNT title. Uh, but mostly what we are going to do today, just because I wanted to get back into the swing of uploading podcasts, is I've got a bunch of questions and we're going to go through them and answer them all. But yes, spoiler time. I'm going to give you a second. Because later on Rampage, Cody Rhodes beats Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. Now, I haven't seen it. and Of course, I have not seen it. I have only read about it. But some people have described one of the moves he uses in his finishing sequence as a pedigree. And as far as I'm concerned, that's it. Cody Rhodes is now the most interesting professional wrestler that there is in terms of what's happening with his character, in terms of interaction with the fans, in terms of how he's evolving as a performer. Now, I don't really get why Cody Rhodes started getting booed. Like, one of the things I see all the time is, oh, he has an elaborate entrance, it's over the top, he comes out the middle, he's all got the lights, blah. I would do that. That's the best thing about professional wrestling. If somebody said to me, hey, Simon, do you want me to help build a wrestling promotion? I'd be like, yeah. Okay, what should we do when it comes to your entrance? I would come up with the most exaggerant thing of all time. And that's not even a word. Like, even when Triple H does his ridiculous WrestleMania entrances, I mean, they are hit and miss. That Terminator one, for example, wasn't the best, but I love them. Now, the Undertaker's entrance is probably one of the best of all time. Doesn't mean you need an entrance like that, e.g. look at Steve Austin. But yeah, I, I, I see that doesn't annoy me. And then people say that he is using his position as an EVP, but I don't believe that's true because I think while he was the first TNT champion, I feel like he's put a lot of people over as well. I mean, in his feud with Malachi Black, Malachi Black went two to one and he is still the babyface. So when he did came back, he had to win one. That's just how wrestling works. So I don't really understand how we've gotten here. But what I do love is that we have and you are the fans and I'm the fans and we should be able to do whatever the hell we want, right? That's half the fun with wrestling. So Seeing him become this fascinating character, fascinating persona, and now leaning into it, which I'm going to assume when we watch Rampage later, we absolutely will, you know, if you hadn't noticed before, you'll notice it now. I I think it's great. And I want to see where it's going to go. And I want to see how this ties into his feud with the men of the year. He is a proper tweener. Like, and I'm sure there have been other ones I'm not thinking about right now, but he is a proper tweener character in the sense that he's kind of a good guy to some people. To some people, he's a bad guy, but he constantly walks that middle rope. And you could even argue that maybe you don't, well, you probably do have some other ones in AEW. Like Kenny Omega was never a proper heel because he was so damn entertaining. Maybe the same with the Young Bucks, but they do get more boos than cheers because I think the audience ties into what they're putting out there. But I'm really excited about it. And beating Sammy Guevara, especially because his championship reign 
look, there's no point ranking things like this, but if we were going to do it and be super nerds, it's probably the worst of the bunch. I mean, we had Cody Rhodes. I'll forget one. We had Cody Rhodes. We had Brody Lee. We had Miro. And I'm missing someone because I'm an idiot. Darby Allen. Maybe that is all the ones we've had. Now we've gone back to Cody, who is the first two-time champion in AEW as well, I think. Am I making that up? I don't know. But I just think there's so many things we can do with this now, especially with the pay-per-view around the corner. I mean, maybe Sammy Guevara wins it back. Maybe maybe Scorpio Sky gets it or Ethan Page or, you know, it could be one of a thousand things. But that championship is absolutely one that can be passed around. I don't mean that you 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 hot potato it, but you you absolutely should not try and treat it as different to your world championship as you can. Because don't forget the TNT title is a TV title, hence why it's called TNT, right? So there's no need to kind of have the same i don't want to say the same prestige because i do think it's a prestigious title but there's no need to have the same rules around it in the sense you know the AEW world champions chris jericho john moxley kenny omega and now hangman adam page we can't speak for hangman but they've held it a long time like at least a year whereas with the tnt title i think you can have three four champions in a year at a push and you can get away with it especially when you get to tell a story like this so yeah i absolutely love it i'm um i'm very excited to see what they're going to do with it. And I think AEW right now has got a load of good stories going on. And it kind of ties into this argument too, given that Kyle O'Reilly just debuted. And does AEW have too many stars? I don't even know why that's a conversation. I mean, we can talk about it. Or, too, you know, is their roster too, too overpopulated? And maybe I'm looking at it a bit like a nerd. You'll have to forgive me, but I don't care. <laughs> because I don't have to care, right? There is no need for me to care how many people on the AEW books. Now, I want to make sure that everybody is featured, of course, and it's one of the reasons, I think, I don't know, there seems to be a bit more, but it seems to be one of the reasons that people like Big Swole got a little bit um, itchy feet, I suppose. Same with Kira Hogan, I know she said something on an interview, although I didn't hear her intonation there, I only read it as a quote, so I don't know what it means, but given that Kyle O'Reilly debuted, and apparently Johnny Gargano may be coming in, and then you've got maybe a Bray Wyatt and a bunch of other people, you know, what does it say about this guy, what does it say about that guy, but to me, these are all expert talents. These are all people that you absolutely want to get on your books if you're out there. Keith Lee, for example. I'd love to see Keith Lee in AEW. And I think Eddie Kingston summed it up best. It's up to everybody else to up their game. It just seems mad to me that you go, well, I won't bring in this person that I think can benefit my product just because I want to make sure I don't upset the apple cart. Upset the apple cart and the cream will rise to the top. It may make it a little bit harder, but... I, it, it's not even a thing for me. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't feel differently. Let's say I was hired by AEW tomorrow and I felt I was struggling to get my opportunities because there are so many individuals there. Then I'd probably feel a little bit different. But as a fan and somebody that gets to tune in week in, week out, I love it. I like the rotation because, I mean, look at someone like John Moxie that was in a pivotal position. I think he probably was going to take on Hangman Adam Page. We moved Brian Danielson into that position and we had that incredible match a couple of weeks ago, the 60-minute draw, probably my match of the year. Absolutely cemented that Brian Danielson, I think, is my third favorite wrestler ever. I think. I, I, I need to really sit down and ponder it. But the top two are definitely Bret Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then we need to sort of get into the nitty-gritty. But, I mean, up there. It's just so terrific, and his promos are hilarious. And I, I, Some people have said that Hangman Adam Page feels like a weak champion. I don't think so. I just think we're taking a different arc with him. Like the fact that he felt disappointed and the fact that he has these moments of self-doubt, I think that makes him feel really relatable. And I want him to win. Well, kind of. If Brian Danielson wins that rematch, I ain't going to be crying. <laughs> You're not going to hear any moaning from Simon Miller. So, yeah. I'm excited about what they're doing with the belts, basically. Same with the TBS Championship. I think the finals is probably going to be Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill should probably win that. Got no problem with that whatsoever. She's a star in the making. And the Tag Team Championship is always good as well. That six-man tag at the end of Dynamite. CM Punk Sting 
and Derby taking on FTR and MGF. MGF and Sting, oddly, and CM, well, all of them were good, but Sting, 62 years old, doing all that crazy stuff. I was just laughing my ass off. MJF is just the best. He's going to be a super duper duper star, and everyone's going to want his signature come 2024. Everything he says is 100% correct. So, yeah, I, I, I've been really enjoying AEW recently, but it's the same with WWE. SmackDown more than Raw. I think the SmackDown, Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns stuff is, is fantastic. And on SmackDown later on, again, starting in a few hours, Paul Heyman's going to speak. I'm still convinced it's a ruse. I think we'll get to the day one pay-per-view, and I think Roman Reigns will retain because it'll be like, ha-ha, Paul Heyman was with me the whole time, which I'm fine with. I think it's quite a good twist. I think it's quite a good spin, and I think it will make sense. And then I do believe we'll get to WrestleMania and we'll do it again. And then I don't know. I don't think Brock Lesnar is going to win the championship. I would imagine Brock Lesnar goes away again after WrestleMania. And that's going to be kind of interesting, seeing him lose three times. But I don't know. But I really enjoyed it. I thought the end of SmackDown last week was terrifically done. And I know a lot of people are getting a bit bored of the Roman Reigns stick. He does need to be in jeopardy a little bit more. I think when you do have a villain, you always have to feel like they can lose. I think, again, tying it in, I think that's why Brian Danielson versus Hangman was so good. I always kind of felt like one of them could lose. And I like having that. And Brock Lesnar isn't necessarily the guy that needs to beat him. You know, I mean, I'm looking way into the future here, but a Brom Breaker or somebody of that ilk would do a really good job because the idea should be you build up this monster heel and someone beats him and all that power and the aura goes across to the good guy to make the fans like him more. But I still, if you compare Roman Reigns to a few years ago, I'm never going to get mad about it. And Sami Zayn, especially I think right now, is Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the IC title tonight after no so <laughs> that's a spoiler sorry <laughs> well i did warn you of spoilers at the start so if you carried on listening the point is there's a gauntlet tonight which sammy zane wins because of course it's pre-taped thanks to christmas which means we are doing sammy zane versus shinsuke nakamura which ties into their nxt match in 2016 when shinsuke debuted i was there for that it was one of the best wrestling experiences of my life and i hope that these rumors that sammy zane has resigned are true because much like kevin owens who also resigned i'll talk about in just one second i I, you know, I, I just I want him to be treated like a main event dude. I may not say a main event dude, but I want him to be treated like well a super duper star because that's what he is. And if signing a new contract and getting a pile of money is what it's needed, I thought all his interactions with Brock Lesnar were terrific. I loved every single second. I would have preferred to have a proper Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns match because I think WWE has forgotten what a good wrestler he is. But you know, hey ho, it, it is what it is. At least he has been in a prominent position, and I would give him the Intercontinental Title, and I would start 2022, and I'd move that belt back into a position of prominence, right? Because it's just absolutely forgotten about. I don't think Shinsuke Nakamura has had one proper feud. I think he's only defended it once, or something stupid like that. He's been in tag matches with Rick Boogs. And I like Rick Boogs, and I like their entrance, but that's not what you should be doing. And yeah, I was, I was genuinely. Whatever Kevin Owens had wanted to do would have been fine. I think we forget this as wrestling fans. I know we get excited about certain people going to certain promotions. But no matter where Kevin Owens had ended up, if it's good for Kevin Owens, then it's all right by me. And I actually think the reason I like the fact he stayed in WWE is because I watch WWE and I watch AEW. So if there was a chance he goes to AEW and tie into this madness of he may not be booked as much as I want him to be booked, Good, but also I want good talent in both companies. I, I don't have any bias towards either one. I'm biased towards wrestling, good wrestling. So, you know, I don't, I, I, I have no problem with Kevin Owens staying in WWE. It sounds like he made bank and so he should do. He's an absolutely great talent. And again, in 2022, he should be the WWE champion. I don't want Big E to lose it anytime soon, but Kevin Owens should be penciled in and it should happen. I think he'd be wonderful, even more so than he was a few years ago as universal champion. And I do like, I do like this teasing of Bobby Lashley, the babyface. I think that um, 
It's a slow burn. That's not really a slow burn. It's only been two weeks. I hope it's a slow burn. I wouldn't break him up from MVP, but I think it's the right thing to do. And it's something that I didn't think WWE was going to do. But when we started doing it, I was like, yes, I like his partnership with Big E. I really like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens together. To me, there's a tag team. You know, we've kind of done the tag team match, but there's something you can do with all four of those guys, both going into the day one pay-per-view and coming out the other side. And I think I love Big E, right? Big E is one of my favorite wrestlers, and he's such a good damn human being that as long as... He's doing well. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. But I do feel like we are moving into... Like when Bobby Lashley was WWE champion, the reason it was so good is he crushed everybody. Just murked him. You're like, yeah, you murk. Flipping awesome. Whereas Big E always seems to be laid out at the end of every single show. And that's fine to a certain extent. I do think it falls into Daniel Bryan territory, which I don't think you should be doing with certain people. But I think there's more that you can do with him. And I kind of feel like day one pay-per-view that we will get a new champion. It could even be Kevin Owens. It could be Seth Rollins, who I also think is on a tear right now. I don't think you give it back to Bobby Lashley if you're trying to turn him babyface. I don't think that would help either. But I like that dynamic. And Raw is always an absolute roller coaster of a, of a show. Like some bits are so off the rails. You don't really know what's going on. But the meat and bones is those four guys. And I think they're doing a terrific job. And I guess it's the same on SmackDown as well. But I don't think we're in as bad a state as we have been in the past where it felt completely directionless. And I know the ratings are bad or not as good as they're meant to be. But again, I don't, I don't get bogged down with that stuff too much because why would I? I want to enjoy my wrestling for what I'm watching on my television, not freak out when it does a 1.5 and a 0.38 in the 18 to 49. Although Dynamite did very well this week, which was awesome. Again, I want all shows to do well. So the fact it was over a million... I think that had a, dot, a, a 0.38 in the 18 to 49. Why do I know about demographics? I don't watch Kirby Enthusiasm and go, oh, it's gone to 3.2. I don't know. Actually, I'm intrigued. I want to know now. <laughs> Curb your enthusiasm ratings. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to find this. If you've tuned in for wrestling, my word. Sucks to be you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Sunday ratings. So this is from three days ago. Yellowstone on Paramount had 7.8 million viewers. Hot damn. Oh my gosh, Kirby Enthusiasm fell a bit under 400,000. It doesn't even do a million. That's crazy. It's the best sitcom ever. Well, there you go. It doesn't tell me 18 to 49, so we can't compare it. This is probably one of the reasons people actually enjoy having, um, having WWE on their, on their television networks because it is doing well. Or maybe it is. Who even knows? They're going to get a bunch of money when they sign up anyway, as will AEW. Uh, in terms of news, I don't think anything crazy, crazy has been going on. Uh, there's no return date for Kenny Omega in AEW, according to the Wrestling Observer newsletter from earlier today. Uh, I mean, we talked about Kyle O'Reilly jumping ship. I thought that was great. I think he would have gone nowhere in NXT 2.0 for obvious reasons. You already know about them. I mean, maybe we. I think we should do this actually, just because I did it on ups and downs, and I want to do it here because we can then se we can separate the. Uh, the, the solid people from the idiots. There was that transphobic sign on Dynamite directed towards Nyla Rose. I'm not going to repeat what it said here. I don't want to. But just as a quick aside, if you thought that sign was funny or if you don't think we can get mad at this, this is the new thing. People say, oh, you can't get mad at that sign. It's not fair. Well, we can do whatever we want and so can you. But if you are of this ilk and you think it's okay to be transphobic at a wrestling show, just don't bother with any of my stuff. It's not worth it. I think some people are so blind to how this affects people. Like, let's say that there was a, um, a member of the trans community at AEW and maybe had nobody had even noticed that they were, they were trans, right? That can happen, just settling in amongst everybody else. And imagine they had seen that sign. I mean, I, I, I can't speak directly because I'm not trans. I'm just trying to put myself in that position. I'm trying to be empathetic and sympathetic. That would have made them feel so unwanted and they probably would have 
well, depending on their character, they probably would have been a bit worried. Maybe I should go. You know, I don't want anyone to, to notice. And nobody should feel like that. It doesn't matter what you do in your life. It doesn't matter if you're gay, you're straight, you're trans. You know, you, you should be, you don't even should, you are allowed to watch professional wrestling and you are allowed. There are no exceptions to professional wrestling apart from Bigots, which was an awesome tweet that somebody sent me at Simon316 if you want to give me a follow on there. I just, I think we all forget this and it's easy for me to say it and I hope it doesn't come across that way. I get it, white male, right? I understand the situation I have, but there should never, when you're in a wrestling arena and in life, but let's focus it down on wrestling, you should just be a wrestling fan. Color of your skin, doesn't matter. Sexuality, doesn't matter. You know, whatever you identify as, it doesn't matter. We're all just here to enjoy wrestling. And if you think that one, you can bring a sign like that and make somebody feel uncomfortable, well, you're a moron. And if you're someone that supports that stuff, you're also a moron. And I know that Jim Cornette came out and said, oh, you know, we shouldn't be kicking these people out of the buildings because I don't even know why. Apparently, because back in the day, you know, you only kicked somebody out of a building if they had a weapon. Well, we change. Times move on. Like, I am Jewish, right? And I know if I was at a wrestling show and somebody had a sign like that towards Jewish people, I'd feel super uncomfortable. And I'd be caught in two worlds. Do I say something? Do I not say something? But if I saw security taking care of the matter, I'd be like, oh, great. I feel included now. And inclusivity is really important. And I'll leave it there because I don't. you don't need me on my high horse. But sometimes, and I imagine a large portion of people listening to this understands, but Sometimes it's good to take a step back and think about how somebody else may be feeling. And that seems to be a terrible thing nowadays. I'm not talking about cancel culture or wokeness or anything like that. I'm talking literally just about being a nice person and thinking to yourself, would I appreciate it if somebody had a sign like that directed at me? And maybe you wouldn't care. And more power to you. That's awesome. It means you've got a thick skin. And I massively respect that. But that doesn't go for 100% of people. So... I think it was the right thing to do. I don't think anybody should even have the thought in their head to bring a sign like that to a wrestling show. It's negative and it's hateful. And they're the two things I don't believe. Well, nothing should be like that. But wrestling shouldn't be like that because it's an escape. And it's an escape from your problem. So I did want to bring it up. Just turn the show off if you're listening to me right now and you think I'm an asshole. That's fine. You have the power. I have the power to say this. And you have the power to, uh, to, to, to turn me off, which you are, you are more than allowed to do. I won't miss you. Uh, actually, talking about the day one pay-per-view Apparently the Montez, the Montez Ford, the Street Profits versus Randy Orton Riddle match may be off. Something is wrong with Montez Ford and nobody will tell us, nor they should. It's his personal thing. I didn't mean it the way it sounded. But he's definitely injured, which is why it got, uh, it got pushed back when it did. I'm kind of intrigued by that. I, I, usually when somebody is injured, they're much more open about it. So it could be a Keith Lee situation, I suppose, meaning that maybe he has COVID or something. I don't know that complete speculation, but I do hope that he's uh, he's okay. But that may be dropped from the day one pay-per-view. Not that I would mind from a fan perspective, because the shorter pay-per-views, the better. If we can start the day one, uh, sorry, the 2002 pay-per-view uh, strand off with <laughs> like smaller shows. I don't mind a three-hour show, but anything th three hours when it's something like that, you're like, man, we're going too long. Also, does anybody else find it crazy that in 2022, most WWE pay-per-views are on a Saturday? I think maybe all of them, WWE pay-per-views. Like, I think I'm the only person in the world who uh, who likes them on a Sunday because, of course, I get to do the ups and downs. It's my job. I understand someone being in a different uh, a different position. But no, I'd much rather than be on a Sunday because on a Saturday, my poor girlfriend has to stand there and watch me watch wrestling all Sunday morning, which she does not appreciate. So at the moment, we've got Saturday day one saturday january the first but also i mean in terms of an institution right they're always on sunday so it's crazy raw rumble is on saturday january 29th uh, wrestlemania of course will be on both because it's two nights actually there's the, the the may and the june pay-per-views are sundays so i don't know what they're going to be i presume one will be money in the bank 
Oh, no, sorry. No, Money in the Bank is Saturday, July the 2nd. So that's a Saturday. SummerSlam is a Saturday. And then apparently September is either going to be a Saturday or a Sunday. And then Survivor Series is a Saturday in October. We don't know. So mostly it's the big shows on a Saturday. Okay, I didn't actually realize that until I saw it. But I will always be the Sunday crew. And right, that's going to send people crazy. You listen to this right now going, Miller, you son of a bitch. <laughs> what are you doing? But it's true. I'm in a very privileged position. And I want... I want to make it an even more privileged position. I am, of course, joking. So I think that's pretty much everything that's been happening recently. Again, I wanted to just make sure I got an episode out so I can finally settle back into uh, into a routine. And I asked you for a bunch of questions earlier. Again, at Simon316 on Twitter. Also, thank you to my patrons for submitting some as well. Patreon.com for Simon316. To that one guy that always goes nuts at me and calls me a fraud as well. Like, I did not do any podcasts because I didn't want to. I had a lot on and I was ill. Well, in many ways, my, my wound got infected from my surgery. So blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. I'm not trying to look for sympathy here. But my Patreon did drop. I just want to throw it out there. I completely understand why it dropped. I wasn't providing you with the service you expected. The point is that guy can kiss my ass. I shouldn't have said that because hear this and be proud <laughs> but sometimes you got to get out there so we start with ashley who says adam cole has recently been sporting the pink and black our aew foreshadowing cole winning the men's owen hart cup merry christmas and to you i mean maybe potentially or it could just be that he's going to enter it or it could just be an homage to owen hart i thought that tribute video they did on dynamite was wonderful owen hart was one of my favorite wrestlers when i was growing up as a kid again because he was so flippy it's like wow this guy is amazing and i'm so excited about that tournament i don't care if it's a g1 style or a single immolation style I just like the fact it is paying homage to a wrestler who is understandably not as talked about within the wrestling sphere as he should be, given everything that happened when he did pass away. And I completely understand Martha Hart's feelings. But I'm glad that we're getting this because somebody deserves it. And if Adam Cole did win it, hell yeah. Adam Cole, baby. Regret it. My man, Kieran. Good dude, Kieran. Which was better, Brian versus Kenny or Brian versus Hangman? Hope you're good. Do you know what? I said that Brian versus Hangman was favorite match of the year, but maybe I did prefer Brian versus Kenny. The atmosphere, the Arthur Ashe Stadium. I'd have to really think about that. Instinctually, I'd probably actually be a hypocrite and say Brian versus Kenny. But there is something to Brian versus Hangman because going 60 minutes is incredible. It's really close. It's neck and neck. I'm going with Omega. Everybody hate me. My man, Peter on a pole, also a good dude. And I'm not sure if I can reveal what he's responsible for, but I won't until he gives me the green light. Smart guy. Love him. Uh, the best overall storyline ever created in wrestling, and why is it Kane? Thank you. It's up there. I love the Kane story. That's one of them I really, really bought into when I was, uh, when I was a kid. You know, proper face uh, meters away from the, even meters, like millimeters away from the screen. I was so obsessed with it. So yeah, Undertaker Kane, yes. Uh, the mega powers exploding. You know, if you've never seen that, it's more difficult now given everything that's happened, but truly good stuff. The CM Punk leaving in 2011, you know, actually felt real. Oh man, there's going to be loads I'm not thinking of right now. The Nexus was good for a while, but it didn't end, end, end very well. And that wouldn't be an overall story. That's a silly thing of me of me to even throw in there. I mean, everything between Bret Hart, Bret Hart and Steve Austin in 97 is pretty much a, a work of art. And the Hangman and the Page stuff, I think, would probably be in the conversation. I will be forgetting a bunch of stuff right now because it's hard. And a lot of it did come in the 80s. A lot of the Four Horsemen stuff was tremendous. And, uh, you know, even the NWO in many ways and the way that was formed. I'm going to need to make a list. But Kane is up there. Totally true. Um, Follow Thick Boogs <laughs> says, Which wrestler or Matt got you into wrestling as a fan? And which wrestler or match made you want to be a wrestler? The answer to that is both Bret Hart. I won't spend too long on this because we talked about it before. But yeah, I was flipping channels, saw Bret Hart or saw a guy in pink and black. I was like, what was this? He was putting the sharpshooter on someone and there was just something about it. And I never looked back. So 
yeah, it'd be Bret Hart on all on all, all accounts. Antonio says, I have nothing, but just wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas. Have fun tonight. And to you, dude. Merry Christmas. Have a lovely holiday season. Ryan Hill says, when the heck is AEW going to do this? And there's a picture of AEW uh, is, and it's Danhausen. I'd imagine when he gets back from his injury, you're going to see Dan Housen in AEW. And more power to that guy. I hear he's very nice and very evil. Uh, Lainey says, hey, Simon, you're a legend, top tier content creator. That's all really not a question, just an appreciation tweet. Isn't that nice? Thank you, Lainey. I appreciate that. You make this old man feel very, very special. Mike Ree says, with your personal, sorry, with your pile driver variation, what's your personal favorite? You seem like a big gotch style guy. Yeah, probably. Or a tombstone because it still looks amazing to this day. I saw that tweet that was going around the other day with The Undertaker doing tombstones early on. My word, he kills people. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. John Richards, how does Roddy Doddy fill after Dynamite with the very real prospect of losing the CW title soon? CW title? Roddy Doddy? I'm worried I've just said something offensive. I don't know what that means. The CW title? That's the Cruiserweight title. That's not on Dynamite. That's on, um, do you mean Roderick Strong? Oh, I see. I'm with you. You mean Roderick Strong after watching Dynamite, right? I've got it because his mates have left. I think he signed a bumper deal in the summer and I think he's fine. I think he'll be all right. I think sometimes we apply our own expectations onto other people. I imagine he's enjoying his time in NXT. I'm sure he's making buck and good for him. Evie says, do you think AEW could make mixed tag team matches work? They have so many couples. I kind of want to see it done. Have a good boxing day. I mean, of course you could with the right stories and the, and, and the work is good. I think Tony Khan has said he's never going to do it. Doesn't mean he can't change his mind. Uh, I kind of understand why people like mixed tags. I kind of understand why people don't like mixed tags. I, I think as long as the story's good and I can buy into it, I'm happy either way. The coolest thing about wrestling is if everybody agrees, you can do it. But absolutely they could. There's no reason why you couldn't make that work. Nick Johnson, who are your top three active bald wrestlers not named Simon Miller? Could you recommend a match to watch for each? Well, Goldberg is still active. And I would tell you, I'd probably tell you to watch Survivor Series 2016 against Brock Lesnar, but you need the surprise element of that. Otherwise, watch Halloween Havoc 1998 against DDP. That's brilliant. Other bald wrestlers, Cesaro and anything that he's done, quite literally anything. Uh, watch that match when he does that amazing hot tag and he runs around the ring. If you Google it, you'll find it, but that's, that's worth the whole watch the match alone. And then also, who is bald in wrestling? I mean, John Silver, he would be a good shout. His match against Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson was very good. Miro's bald, right? So yeah, Miro. Go watch Miro versus Sammy Guevara. That was a good match. Is he bald? I think he's bald. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, Rick Zoz says, what are your dream matches for AEW, TNA, WWE? And who do you think will be champion by next year's end? Um, my dream match for AEW would be CM Punk versus Kenny Omega or Brian Danielson versus CM Punk, which I know we've seen before, but under AEW banner, I think it'd be awesome. In Impact, you wrote TNA, I'm sure you mean Impact. Probably something along the lines of a Moose versus... Moose has kind of fought everyone now, though. That's a good one. Maybe a Moose versus... I don't know. That's a really hard question because Impact does all the matches. They don't hold back because Impact's absolutely crazy. I would go Josh Alexander versus... Matt Cardona. I don't know why. And in WWE, I would like to see... Fourth, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. Who would I like to see in WWE have some sort of a dream match? Roman Reigns. 
No, I take it back. I tell you what I want to see. Edge versus AJ Styles. That's what I want to see. I can't believe they haven't done it yet. It's crazy. Robert says, I grew up watching Saturday morning wrestling in the late 70s through the WWF heyday and then the Attitude Era. I don't watch much anymore, but I don't miss your YouTube shows. You are gold, my friend. You get golden up. Robert's very kind. <laughs> Thank you, dude. I really do appreciate that. Uh, not me, he says. If you could be defeated in a ring by any wrestler alive or dead, why is it Sting? It would be Sting or Bret Hart. One of the two would be fine. And my man Adam Pearson says, a happy Christmas to you, my friend. How do you feel about or even define comedy wrestlers? Comedy wrestlers used to irritate me, but now I really find myself getting behind guys like Colt Cabana, Grado, Gro Orange Cassidy, and Danhausen. Love you lots and happy Christmas, you bloody legend, and to you. Um, I don't know how you define them, I suppose, if they are deliberately trying to make you laugh. I love comedy wrestlers, though, because I like goofiness in my wrestling. You know, I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. And this kind of ties back to what we were saying a minute ago. Because you can do whatever you want in wrestling, I would always pull that trigger, right? I don't ever want to go the other way. Now, I'm not saying that when I first saw Orange Cassidy, I was completely inanimate with him, but he won me over. But I certainly wasn't adverse to it. I know some people saying, oh, it's stupid, it breaks wrestling. Break wrestling, man. Wrestling is there to be broken. We we've come too far. There ain't no going back. Uh, where am I going next? The nuts that don't get redeemed. When are you going to wrestle more plates, more dates? We'll just move on from that. Retina says, do you think the latest version of NXT is going to do well? Feels like a lot of the life and soul of the brand has gone. I mean, it's not looking good at the moment. I'm never going to poo-poo it entirely. I would, my gut tells me there's going to be another rebrand in 2022, but I hope I'm wrong because I don't think that would do... Uh, I don't think it would do any good. Carlitos Way, when backstage, do wrestlers use their real names or do they just use the character name? I would be afraid during a promo calling Edge Adam by mistake, so is it best to stay in character the whole time? Yes, it is. And it's kind of a respect thing as well. So if I am wrestling... Let me think of someone who's got a character name in UK wrestling. And of course, I can't think of anybody now. Bullet, for example. Bullet. If I was wrestling Bullet, his name is Ben. I don't call him Ben. I call him Bullet. Because for that exact reason, but also it's just, it's just, if you know somebody really well, you can call them what you want. But don't forget, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan was called Dragon by everyone in WWE because that's what they knew him on the indie scene. So I suppose it's what they first introduced you as. You kind of go from there. Lady H says, hey, Simon, hope you're well. I wanted to know if you were going to try for any of the big wrestling companies. Thanks and have a good one. As I've always said, I'm a man that seeks opportunities. So we'll see what happens in 2022. John says, obvious question for you. If there had to be a Christmas-themed pay-per-view, what would it be and why? Well, probably something dumb like the Christmas Tree Massacre <laughs> or Christmas Tree Turmoil, and you'd get nonsense like a mince pie match and a present. I don't know. <laughs> it would be crap. That's all I know. Uh, BG Blue says, if you create a brand new stable on both WWE and AEW, who would be your perfect available wrestlers to fill each one? BG Blue, I'm just going to move past that one because I'll be here all day thinking about it. But just take Miro, Brian Danielson, and CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> stable z mczed said question what are the easiest safest wrestling moves for a beginner to learn also thank you for being you i do some wrestling fantasy wrestling role play with a friend and doing simon Miller breakdowns of the match is ridiculously fun very kind dude i appreciate it and um, there are no easy safe moves in wrestling even when you take your first bump you realize how terrifying and crazy it is and i suppose half the battle when you learn to be a wrestler is understanding how to do it uh carefully but yes there is no uh there is no, there's nothing safe in wrestling all of it is terrible 
Stevie says, not even a resting question. I just hope you and your loved ones have the best Christmas. Thanks for entertaining and providing a distraction throughout the year. I feel bad now because I'm accidentally reading all of these, but I do massively appreciate it. But I do also realize I'm making this a big love-in, which I'm sure is of no interest to the audience, but it does mean a lot, Stevie. Thank you so much. Patrick says, if you had a chance to sign for any promotion, WWE, Impact, or AEW, which one would you sign for and why? Side note, where can I hear the podcast? Well here but you may not be hearing it and my answer to that is always the same and it kind of ties into what we just said if i'm ever lucky enough to be offered a contract by any of them i'm doing very very well uh lee says what do you think of the idea of judges in the AEW title match being the first three aew champs or do you think that would take away from the match itself uh no i don't think it would do i think it probably add to it because it would make you believe that the judges are going to get involved and i think that's the point of them they are there as a crutch to make you think oh we are going to go for the judges and then we shouldn't use them it's just to give you that little one two percent doubt that maybe we'll go to another draw kelly do you think wwe will actually repackage elias or will he end up being cut you can't say anymore i never thought bray wyatt would go that's all I'm going to say. I never, 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 ever thought it. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Flux says, oh no, thank you, Flux, but I can't read it out. I'm, I, no, no one needs any more lovings for me, but thank you. You're awesome. Uh, PhD says, what are your goals for this coming year for your pro wrestling career direction? It's a very interesting question, PhD, because they have changed dramatically. And that's all I can tell you right now. I don't know what's going to happen over the next week or so, but I may have some news. May not have some news. It's all in flux at the moment. You know how these things go, especially around Christmas time. Keep an eye on Simon at 316, Instagram and Twitter. That's all I'll say. And we'll see what happens. Michael says, with AEW being tag team rich, thoughts on a Crockett Cup like tournament? Absolutely. I love tournaments. You can't do too many. I don't understand why people think we can do too many. It's like stables. Of course I want stables. We all have friendships groups. Why wouldn't you do it in wrestling? BLM says, what do you think will actually happen to WWE when Vince steps down? Who takes over? What direction do they go in? Or do you think that could be what finally opens the forbidden door? No. <laughs> that forbidden door will never be open because WWE will always have the remit of wanting to be the best and the only company in town. Let's say they sold it to NBC, same idea. Disney, same idea. Triple H takes over, same idea. Nick Khan, same idea. You know, they've all been brought up under the Vince McMahon tree. Maybe Triple H more than the other ones, but I still think it would be a little bit of a stretch given how WWE does business. And also, in terms of a global footprint, as they say, WWE is the biggest by a mile. Like, my mum calls wrestling WWE because it's like when people call MMA UFC. And that's a huge thing to be trying to be able to change. So... I don't actually think we'll notice a massive change. Maybe in creative, because obviously there'll be more people having their say, and it'll probably get a little bit better for reasons we all know. But otherwise, I think it'll kind of be business as usual. Also crazy. That's going to be a crazy, crazy day. Terrence says, do you want to see Roddy join the Undisputed Boys in AEW or stick with Diamond Mind? Honestly, whatever he wants to do, you know, talking about what we did earlier, if he's happy and he's enjoying himself and he's making money, good for him. Fair play to him. Uh, Django says, what do you want to see Miro achieve in 2022 outside of AEW? I want him to become the world champion. And somebody earlier asked me who I think will be world champions by the year end. I didn't answer. I'm going Miro, 100%. Uh, Bruce says, if you were starting a federation and had a draft of free agents that aren't signed yet, who would you take? I would take Keith Lee. I would, I'm going to forget so many people. I would take Keith Lee. I would take Bray Wyatt. I would totally, probably take Braun Strowman because I think he's, a, he's an attraction. I would take Jonathan Gresham, who I presume is a free agent, but I don't know how that's working with Ring of Honor at the moment. Oh, man, I would need a list of, of wrestling. Maybe I can get this now. Free agents in wrestling. If this comes out with a list, we can do it. This apparently has a list. 
Is this real? No, this is absolute. Oh, Bandido would be one. Maybe this is up to date. So ba I'm gonna, there's so many people, so I'm going to fly through. I go get Bo Dallas. <laughs> you damn right I would. Probably Danhausen. He's he, he counts as a free talent right now. Um, Eric Watts, I would get former Luke Harper. I mean, this is so hard. Did I say Keith Lee? I mean, obviously Keith Lee. I'd probably make him my main my main guy. Not Lars Sullivan. Absolutely not. Um, why is there no women on this list? There must be some ladies out there that are free agents. This is all dudes. Oh, there they go, because women's, <laughs> women's in a separate lift. Uh, oh, I'd get uh, John Morrison, or whatever he's calling himself now, and I would get uh, Ty of Valkyrie, absolutely. And I'd probably have them a team to be completely honest. Chelsea Green, although she's with Impact, doesn't really count. Jasmine Duke, I would get, and uh, Marina Shafir. I think they'd be awesome together. I don't really know how they work, so we never really got to see it. And uh, where's the other one I'm looking for? I can't remember the name. Go away, ads. This is not... <laughs> This is not the time. Lady Frost signed with Impact. No, I can't find the one I'm looking for. But there's some, I mean, you could start a whole new company right there. There's there's some incredible, some incredible talent. Jojo says, Dolph Ziggler is one of the most underrated, underappreciated wrestlers of all time. I'd love to see him have another world title reign. Jojo, I don't believe this is a dream you're going to be able to make come true. I am very sorry. Uh, Kev of the Six Pass says, when are you and Jim Sterling creating the most dominant tag team in all of wrestling? Hopefully soon. I think he's coming over to the UK. And we have chatted. And he, they know my feelings. And I know their feelings. So let's, I mean, let's just hope that it happens, right? I've known Jim a long time. He's a good dude. I would love that very, very much. So fingers crossed. Absolutely fingers crossed. Uh, Cooper says, could you beat Bruce Lee in a fight? No. I mean, absolutely not. You're kidding, you kidding me? You'd kill me. Uh, Navad says, when can we see you resting overseas? My rule with bookings is always the same. If I'm free and people want me, I'll be there. I intend to wrestle as much as I possibly can. Devon says, big fan of what culture wrestling and your show. Thank you very much. Uh, now that AJ Styles and Omos finally split, would you? Uh, what would be your fantasy booking of both Omos and AJ? Uh, AJ Styles, I would like to fight with Edge or go on to have world title matches again because he's that damn good and he's you know get, not getting any younger. And Omos, I hope we continue to do the slow burn on and I hope we continue to treat him in the way that he's being treated. There's something there with Omos. I know that he doesn't do much. That's fine. But build him up as a monster and don't have him lose like a moron <laughs> like, like we've done before. But I think you can do something with him, especially for a younger audience. I think they'd absolutely love him. Uh, the Crazy Fam says, we are going to our first ever WWE house show on Sunday. I think that's the Madison Square Garden one. What should we expect? A rollicking good time. Because house shows, as far as I'm concerned, are better than TV tapings. Get no commercials. Wrestlers kind of act out a little bit more. And it's absolutely fast, wonderful. You'll have a really, really, really good time. Uh, Colin says, where is Oscar? I think she's injured. So, yeah. Somebody asked me about the thoughts on PWTs. I don't want to get into it. All I will say is headline news. If somebody breaks into your stuff, tell people about it. You know, people need to know. Otherwise, they freak out, understandably. Uh, Robert Ford asks, how has AEW signed too many wrestlers? We have done that. Uh, Chief says, does Akada finally come over to AEW or any AEW talent over to New Japan? I mean, not at the moment with the COVID stuff, but it will happen. Once we are back to a proper normal, expect that to go flipping crazy. So, yeah. Aiden says, what's next for Johnny Gargano? Uh, I think he'll go to AEW. That's my short answer. And I think he probably should. I don't know what else there is for him to do in NXT, to be completely honest. Avi says, who do you think will win Royal Rumble 2022? I think Brock will win it. And I think he'll use that to get another match with Roman Reigns. Kind of rubbish. Kind of cool. Depends how they do it. Rene Potwer says, best finisher of all time across all companies. 
Rikishi driver is the one that you won't expect me to say. And the other one is going to be the stunner because it just worked so damn well. And I still watch stunner compilations today because I'm weird. Slovakia, WrestleMania 9 or 11, which is worse? 9. 9 is worse than ending. Never forgive it. Low Mank says, which one single wrestler in day EW, uh, WWE? We've kind of done that once so when we've on. My apologies. Miles says, what is the hardest move you have learned to perform? Anything off the top rope? You have no idea how scary it is up up there. It will scare the absolute life out of you. Uh, Lionel says, do you think of the Ultimate Warrior when you saw CM Punk's face paint? No, I thought of Sting. Although you would think of that because that's when they were the, whatever the hell they were called. I can't remember now. And they had similar uh, similar uh, face paint, which makes, what the hell were they called? Oh, I got to look it up. I know you don't need this in your life, but I need to know. Sting. And as soon as I see it, I'll be like, ugh. They were called the Blade Runners. I die, you stupid brain. <laughs> gets me every time um shora says thoughts on carmelo hayes and bron breaker carmelo hayes uh i like bron breaker a lot i like i like carmelo hayes bron baker and um the other guy i can't remember the name of i must like him there's all something there with all of them we just need to let them cook in the pot and see where they get to zook says how soon before sting passes the torch to hook yesterday let's just hope uh balaji says do you have a favorite wcw pay-per-view or match Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, Goldberg versus DDP, we talked about earlier, is very, very good. I now I've got to look this up as well. Man, this is going off, off the rails. Best WCW. We'll go matches. Of course, if you're going way back, I'm thinking of Nitro era. If you're going way back in any Rick, Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair match, obviously. Oh, man, the Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio match from 1997. That's got to be in there. That is absolutely flipping. Flibbin, brilliant. Flibbin, you know what that means, from Halloween Havoc. Uh, a lot of the early war games are good from sort of the 92 era. And I'll give you one. Oh, yeah, Sting versus Vader and Sting versus Flair. They were good matches. Then eventually they went off the they went off the flipping rails. Look, Fluffy says, can you explain Dan Housen to casual wrestling fans such as myself? He seems to be everyone on social media, but I have no clue whether he's a wrestler or some kind of concept art. I think the beauty of Danhausen is that you can't really explain him. He's just come up with a cool character. And again, he's tapping into this wrestling thing that I keep going on about very boringly so that you can do whatever you want. And that's why it's so awesome. So I I think he's great. More power to him. Genuinely more power to him. I mean, it's such a, such a crazy, crazy time we live in where that can be a thing, but I'm so happy that it is. Uh, Dan says, what's your take on Cesaro? I think he's probably one of the most underrated wrestlers ever. Tony says, who do you predict will be the next AEW world champion? I mean, realistically, I think it will be Brian Danielson. The next TNT champion, I think, will be Jungle Boy. The next TBS champion will be Jay Cargill. And the tag team champions, I think, will go to Santana and Ortiz. The next women's champion, probably Ruby Soho, maybe. Well, maybe Jamie Hayter. I go Ruby Soho. Out of nowhere. Left. Left field. Uh, manly man what's easier in your opinion being a heel or a face a heel it's really hard being a face trying to get people to like you is really really difficult because deep down people kind of want to hate you <laughs> Dari, hey simon what is a match you would like to see from x ww wrestlers that we never got to see while in wwe uh well i guess goldberg versus steve austin and that technically counts they were both in wwe i mean well, i can't believe we didn't get it to be honest especially because we could have done uh, Lee Hicks says, are you a fan of wrestling bios on YouTube? And do you watch the Reliving the War series? I'm addicted. No, I don't know their stuff, but I would check them out. I enjoy YouTube content. You won't be surprised to hear. And we'll do two more. Start with Seb Destruction, who says, do you think Becky has to be a heel due to the fact that in real life she's married to Seth? Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> Not at all. And Becky has a great question. If you went from independent to WWE and had to change your name, what would it be? Also, Merry Christmas and to you. Um, something ridiculous like Derek Manpower. <laughs> oh, man. If anyone from a company is listening and you ever want to hire me, call me Derek Manpower. Derek Manpower is a, tr- is a terrific wrestling name. And I go on Reddit and everyone's like, he's called, he's called Derek Manpower. And in six months, nobody will care anymore because it's just a name and you get used to it. But Derek Manpower, that's how I want people to... Everyone tweet me now at Simon316 and Derek Manpower. <laughs> just so I laugh. Oh dear. And on that note, we'll wrap things up. I know it's a little bit shorter than usual, but it's, uh, it's 20 past nine here on Christmas Eve. So I should go and get some festive stuff done. Apologies for the delay again. Thank you to everyone at patreon.com for Simon316 who has supported me. Fair play to everyone that left. I totally get it. But let's hopefully we can turn it back around now and get that support going again. Add Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. Check me out on YouTube. Search for Simon Miller. Uh, Simon.bigcartel.com for merchandise. I am on Cameo if you'd like a shout out, especially around the Christmas New Year region, region, era. I shall do it for you. And if you're into supplements and stuff, grillamind.com for Simon. Use code Simon to get 10% off. And on Tuesday, the 27th, you get 25% off. The best supplements I've ever used, bar none. And that is the end of this. So you take care of yourself. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting me all of this year. We will be back next week before the new year. But I do massively appreciate it. I massively appreciate you. Enjoy Rampage and Smackdown that I ruined for you by accident. You can get mad at me. It's all good. And I'll talk to you again very soon. (laughs) 